Welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast, the show for short-term rental professionals, hosts, and owners worldwide. I'm your host, Elaine Watts, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies, top tools and resources, and interviews with leading industry experts and successful holiday homeowners. We ask them to pull back the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome to the show. Now, I have a very special guest with me today. Simon Smith joins me from Loon Living, the UK company dedicated to providing fine fabrics that are sourced ethically and are ecologically thoughtful both in production and in the ongoing care of the fabrics. Now, the Smith family have been producing fabrics since 1884 and have constantly evolved to meet the concerns of both their customers and the planet, which I love. Now, for holiday homeowners, keeping costs and their carbon footprint low is something that affects not only our bottom line, but how we plan to build a sustainable, short-stay industry for the future. Simon, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Elaine. How are you? Very, very good. It's a pleasure to chat to you. Tell us, first of all, a little bit about you and your background and how you got started in this industry. Okay, well, I'll cut a very long story short because, as you've mentioned, um, five generations ago, my great-great-grandfather started a weaving business in Preston. Um, ironically, it was weaving cotton velvet, um, which is what I'm trying to persuade people to move away from now. Uh, I joined the family business just over 20 years ago, having done a degree uh, in textiles management and marketing in Manchester. I was sponsored by Mark and Spencers. Again, some experience in the wider industry through their suppliers. And then I went from there to the family business where we we supplied the mass market in the UK for the past 20 years. And then I decided I wanted to do something more sustainable, both privately and in business. And I took the experience I have in textiles and transferred it to Loon Living, which is the brand we launched earlier this year. Fantastic. Which is um, a sustainable bedding brand predominantly. Amazing. So it's really, really interesting from my perspective and and our listeners' perspective as short-stay providers because we're always looking to bring not just a great night's sleep to guests, but to be sustainable. And the type of bedding, first of all, does play a really big role in providing a great night's sleep for guests. So tell us a bit about your bedding which is bamboo bedding and how it compares to the standard bedding we're most likely to have been using so far in our short stay properties that you briefly mentioned there yeah well what we did to be honest because i've got textiles in my blood i decided to create a product from scratch so the best product it could possibly be from an environmental perspective and actually equally important from a comfort perspective so we've developed a fabric, as you mentioned, which is 100% bamboo. Now, most people probably aren't familiar with bamboo as a bedding fabric. They may, they may have come across bamboo as socks, uh, maybe vests, T-shirts, etc., but certainly not as a bedding fabric. So we started right at the beginning. So what is the best possible fabric we could produce? What's the softest, most luxurious fabric? 
So we start at that point, then what are the most commercial colors we could use? So we've not gone with any gaudy designs because I didn't want to give people a reason not to like the product. So we've gone with very core commercial colors. That means people can keep the product for years without them really dating. I then looked at the makeup of the product. So most bedding has plastic poppers, plastic buttons. So I'm trying to avoid plastic every opportunity for one. And secondly, it always irritated me, regardless how much money I'd spent on bedding, the poppers and buttons always seem to fall off at some point anyway. Yeah. So we use bamboo fabric ties. I don't like the fact that when you buy bedding at retail level, it's often packed in PVC bags, which aren't recyclable and certainly take hundreds of years to break down. Definitely. So we have a, a, we've created a bag that is uh, reusable with a, with a tote handle. I'm, so that, that will last them. for years in its own right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then to protect the bag um, and what then, obviously the contents inside it during transport, etc. we've developed a, an outer bag made from potato starch, which is 100% compostable and biodegradable. So right from the beginning to the end stage, we have a, a product that's based on sustainability. But on top of that, it is the most wonderful fabric you will ever sleep under. And I was talking to someone last week who uses a high thread count cotton. And they said to me, um, so the new customer of mine, that cotton feels like cardboard relative to bamboo. It, yeah. Bamboo almost feels more like silk than cotton yeah. and can't really be compared. So in terms of... Um, holiday let success and the advice you give your clients to short stay providers i would imagine that one of the key elements for success in that sector is people's sleep definitely you know, the quality of the bed the quality of the bedding so if someone is getting to in, into bedding that feels luxurious which it does and it's sustainable and can be marketed as sustainable well it automatically gives you some usps which are vital in your sector, which I would imagine is dominated by a lot of relatively small independent businesses or individuals who need to offer USPs and points of difference. Yeah, quite. It is anything that can help an individual stand out, plus just the, just being able to say you're sustainable, I think is just a huge factor at this time that we are in now. Everybody is looking to reduce. Well, most people are looking to reduce. Maybe the bigger, scarier businesses out there aren't quite there yet, but providers like you, providers like us, we can do something and it's down to us to, to really start doing something. So I love that you've really thought about every single section being sustainable and it really is every single section of the packaging yeah, as well. That, that outer that can be composted, made of potato, that's incredible. It is. Um, but, but on top of that, you, you have um in in the sector you operate in i would imagine everyone is heavily reliant on repeat business so again if people have had a great experience through the bedding or the quality of the bed or it might be sustainable options you know in terms of the menu that people are offering but if it is unique and different and that means you get a higher percentage of repeat bookings 
Well, that can only be a positive for your business. Most definitely. Most definitely. And, and that's also be reflected in the reviews if they've had a great night's sleep, because it is something that people comment on, something that people look out for and something that people will come back for. And a review will help with that repeat business. You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's points of difference. If you can, if you can offer points of difference to what the majority of the competition is doing, particularly, like you've said, the big brands, the big businesses, the hotel groups, you have to offer points of difference. Well, this is one element of it. Yeah, most definitely. So, so let's have a look. Whilst we are talking about the, the environmental impact, how is bamboo bedding actually produced? And, and how does that compare to the production in terms of caring for the environment to standard cottons that we are, we are most likely being used to using in our holiday homes right now? Okay, well, people may or may not be familiar with the process of cotton production. They're probably more familiar with that than they are with bamboo production. Cotton is a plant, and it's a very, very thirsty plant. So to give you a statistic from the WWF, it takes 20,000 litres of water to produce one kilogram of cotton. which is the equivalent of about a pair of jeans and a t-shirt or a king-sized duvet set, 20,000 litres of water. Now, that is one of the Earth's most scarcest resources now. So there are seas in Eastern Europe, inland lakes that have been completely drained because the irrigation systems have diverted the flow of rivers into cotton production fields. Amazing. So obviously water is one element. Because there is a huge focus on yield, then there's application of a massive volume of fertilizers and pesticides, which also then run into the water courses. When bamboo, when the crop is finished, the plant is physically removed from the ground, which often leaves the ground devastated in much worse condition than prior to it being planted. Now, bamboo is a grass and one of the fastest growing grasses in the world and can grow up to four feet in a day. What? That is seriously fast growing. I know. And because it's a grass, it's cut and then grows back. So it's not removed from the ground. So the places bamboo grows are often in areas where other types of crops wouldn't be sustainable or viable. Because it's got a root network in place, it holds the soil together instead of it breaking up. Right. And when people grow bamboo, the soil ends up in better condition than prior to bamboo being grown. Whereas with cotton, the soil degenerates. So that's just the starting point. But the water alone, uh, bamboo needs no irrigation. It just takes the water from what comes from the sky, basically. So it doesn't need the additional irrigation. But 20,000 litres to produce one kilogram of cotton is, I think, something that would resonate with everybody. Now, bear in mind, the average human needs to sustain themselves about three litres a day. So that 20,000 litres to make one kilo would sustain someone for about 18 years (laughs) for a pair of jeans and a cotton T-shirt, which is a shocking statistic. Yeah. Um, So bamboo basically is broken down um, it's through either a chemical or a natural enzyme process which removes the soft inner pulp and the leaves it's broken down and then into like a paste which is then spun into a yarn 
which is then woven into a fabric. Right. Now, the fact is we use are something called Ocatex approved, which means that an independent, a huge worldwide standard uh, company goes in and they're independently audited to ensure that all there are no harmful chemicals used, there are all, all the uh, chemicals are treated, there's nothing leaves the factory, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So we've been very, very careful to monitor that. In our stitching units, we use an accreditation body called SEDEX, who are again a worldwide business that works with the likes of Disney and companies you know, at, at that level to ensure that you know everyone um, are treated fairly, ethically, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's a that's a basic comparison between cotton and bamboo production. So yeah. environmentally, it's far better. But actually, as a final product, it's also far better. Um, and it's just a shame that people haven't really had the opportunity to experience it yet, other than through a pair of socks. Yeah, quite, because that was the first time we chatted. I was like, well, I love bamboo. I've, I've got some of your sheets. They're absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And they were introduced by one of my family members. So I'm very grateful for that and my introduction to you as well. But my, our first conversation was, well, I've heard of bamboo socks before. <laughs> so that's exactly, exactly right. That's how we've started to learn about bamboo and, and as a, product as a material as a textile in the UK certainly where I am anyway so it hadn't even occurred to me that it could become much more than than a pair of socks so it's it is incredible to find this out and so strange that something that is so fast growing and so sustainable as bamboo hasn't really been used in this way a, a long time ago seems crazy well i think this this the, historically if you look at the british textile industry was built on cotton weaving so that is just purely be, what people have become familiar with and over the last few years they've, they've become familiar with cotton counts so you know is it 300 counts or 800 count and that's basically the only parameter they may be aware of linen bedding of silk bedding but that's probably about as broad as it goes now, I'm very fortunate with Loon Living that with 130 years textile knowledge, I can apply that. Whereas a lot of people, you know, as a startup moving into textiles, probably wouldn't be aware of a lot of these fibres and yarns and fabrics that are available to us. Yeah, quite, quite. Well, I'm glad that it has been found, but let's have a look at the, the final product for, from us as, for us as individual holiday homeowners. If we're looking to, to purchase, to have what I always have for, for each room is a set on, a set in the cupboard and a set at the cleaners. So I'll have three sets per bed. So there's quite an investment at the beginning when you first set up your holiday home, if you're doing everything in house, how does it compare purchase wise to the cottons that we see? Cause cotton's not cheap. No, it's not. Um, and to be fair, if as a, short stay provider you want to market yourselves as having some usps and offering luxury bedding then you probably would never go down the cheap route anyway Not quite. so uh, my product is comparable to between an 800 and a thousand thread count cotton wow. so i use that comparison purely so you know people have got that in the mind but actually yeah. that is where the comparison ends right because in terms of luxury and how tactile it is it and it's antifungal and antibacterial and antimicrobial and it 
keeps you warm in the winter and cool in the summer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the the comparison stops at a, a thread count. Right. So it's actually more comparable to a silk. Right. Now, and at the actual price. So through Loon Living, a, a king size bed set is about one hundred and forty five pounds, which over the life of the product is less than a pound a week. Amazing. But on top of that, there are cost saves in terms of so we recommend bamboo is washed at 30 degrees which is partly because it it allows it to perform better but also because you then don't use the energy to heat the water to 40 degrees or 60 degrees now i understand that in the short stay market there are times where you'll need to wash the bedding at a higher temperature be it false tan or makeup or whatever it may be so that's also possible but what, what we would say is don't always wash it 40 degrees. Don't always wash it at 60 degrees. Just do it as and when required. Right. So it's no care concern. There's no damage that will come to the bedding if it were to have to go on one of the usual higher washes no. that we tend to go for as, as holiday homeowners because we want everything to be so pure white yes correct no i understand that no all i would say is yeah periodically if you need to put it in a very high temperature that's fine but don't, you don't need to do do that for every wash, and that's not great for the environment anyway no. and i was contacted by a customer last week who were delighted with the product and they'd actually put it in the washing machine at 60 degrees by accident but they wanted to let me know there was no issues whatsoever which was which was a great relief. Yeah, most definitely. And then, of course, once you've then washed the product, I suspect that the ironing and pressing of the cotton sheets is one of those things that takes quite a long time. Yeah, uh, and quite. I know how difficult it is. Well, ba- bamboo, because it's much softer fabric than a cotton or a linen, it requires an awful lot less ironing. Yes, it's, so there's it, a huge time is, save. It's so it is so soft and it's so heavy to hold and yet it's not in your in your hands if you were holding one of these pillowcases the bamboo pillowcases it feels heavy but it doesn't feel like it also feels light at the same time I know that's really weird to say but it's so flowy it just flows so beautifully um so yes that was one of my concerns when I first got it I was like how I'm gonna how am I going to keep this white at 30 um because I want to have all the benefits in yeah. the business of washing the lower temperatures. I want to protect the environment. I don't want to be constantly putting, you know, using all that energy and, and putting all that water out there at, at those high temperatures. So I, it was one of my concerns. So to talk to you about it is, is really, really interesting. So in terms of stain removal, is it still okay to use our traditional stain removal products or is there a specific way of removing say makeup or you know a, a, a small stain from a bit of makeup or a bit of fake tan left on the side sometimes it needs just a little bit more is that still okay to do with yeah the that's fine and of course when you talk about stain removal there are three elements anyway the temperature of washing is only one element the other is the detergent you use so if you're washing at below 40 degrees, you need to use biological detergent anyway, because that's when the enzymes work. If you use a biological detergent over 40 degrees, it stops the enzymes working anyway. And also, it's, it's actually the quality of your washing machine. So washing machines obviously have star ratings, be it on energy efficiency, water uses, etc. But they also have ratings for stain removal. 
So if you have a washing machine that's only got a one star rating from stain removal, it'll be fairly ineffective, regardless of temperature or detergent you use. But if you use a washing machine with a five star rating, you'll generate a much more success. So actually, the temperature is only one element, but people tend to get fixated on it. Yes, most definitely. I hadn't thought of those different angles about, you know, the, this type of washing machine. I always look for something that is uh, very energy efficient. But in terms of looking at it from the different angles you've just mentioned, I hadn't even thought to look at that I'm just like, how hot can it go <laughs> yeah no I know and that's a problem but there, there are the other two factors are equally as important yeah most definitely oh thank you for for talking about that because because it is going to be the first question anybody thinks well can I wash it on hot <laughs> I want to yes. wash stuff low but we have people coming in and out of the properties all the time people fall asleep with their makeup on they forget they've got their fake tan on <laughs> even yeah, though no, we I do understand. we do ask you know please be mindful of of not using fake tan and and providing things like black face cloths and black hand towels just a small set in addition to the the traditional white so that people can remove makeup without destroying the towels without destroying the bedding yes. so that is uh, definitely minds put at rest there thank you well, for we that. also as the we, we launch four colors so we do three lighter colors we do a white whispering white we do soft gray, winter gray. We do a soft blush, which we call Angel Delight. There's a heart back to our favorite 1990s desserts. <laughs> um, and then we do a Lakeland Slate, which is, which is still a, a fashion color, but has been for a while, but obviously is a bit darker. So if there's something you're seriously concerned about, there's that option anyway. Yeah, agreed. And they do, they look absolutely beautiful on the website. So uh, I'm keen to get those on my, uh, on my Christmas list. Excellent. From, uh, yeah. Just putting that hint out there for any of my uh, friends and family who are listening. Yeah, well, we do gift vouchers. <laughs> Excellent. Gift vouchers. <laughs> if I've left it too late for Christmas, uh, yes. Uh, moving into 2020. And, and actually I was going to suggest, I don't know how viable it is for you, but in terms of, because I recognize that short stay providers, I would imagine the margins are fairly tight when everything is costed in, particularly someone's personal time, which people tend not to factor in. Yes. Um, so if, if anyone is interested in the product and wants to send me an email through the website and just let me know that you know, they've heard about the product through Holiday Lex Success, then I'll give a 15% discount on anything oh. they purchase from us anyway. And I think, I, you know, I recognize I run an independent business and, and margins are important. Um, and you guys in the, you know, the short stay providing sector have exactly the same margin challenges. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Every business has exactly the same. So that, that's hugely generous. Not something I was expecting. Thank you very, well, very Christmas. much, Simon. It's, it's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Thank you very much. I will make sure that is all linked up in the show notes. And so that you are able, anyone listening, to get in touch with Simon, if you head to our website at hlspodcast.com forward slash loon, that's L-U-N-E, you will be able to have a look at the page, see a bit of the video of the recording that me and Simon have done for today. And in a minute, I'm going to ask him to show me some of his uh, bits of um, materials that he's got there. So if you've got some bits and pieces there, we did talk that that might 
happen, Simon. Yes. And you'll be able to link through to Simon's website from hlspodcast.com forward slash loon. And you'll be able to take advantage of that 15% discount. Make sure you do send a contact form from Simon's website through. Mention that you've heard him on the Holiday Let's Success podcast and you will be eligible for that 15% discount. So make sure you head there because you'll be able to see the video because in a moment it's going to be a little bit visual so if you're listening along you'll just have to take my word for it at the moment it's beautiful fabric so simon let's have a have a look right okay well the first thing i'll show you so you'll have to bear with me while i just move off screen for a second yep. go for it um is the the bag it's provided in obviously it's got our logo on but this is a reusable bag and it's made from bamboo fabric so it's exactly the same fabric that the bedding is made from, which is very soft. As you can see, as I take it out of the bag, it's crease-free. Completely. And now it's not been ironed in advance. Um, and if I show you the fabric ties we use, so we've moved away from buttons for the reasons I explained earlier. And again, the fabric ties are made from the same fabric that the bedding is used. So it's consistent throughout. If I just grab you the four colours, could you just give yes. me a few seconds? Yes, just please. bear with me. Sorry, Elaine. No, that's all right. Right. So apologies, Amata Beth. I've been running across the shop. It's so okay. For anyone that's unsure of how bamboo feels, we offer these, uh, we call them feeler swatches. Again, we wanted to do something a little bit different in terms of how we present them. Um, and people can order these on the website and we send them out free of charge. And these are the four colours. So we have a Whispering White, a Lakeland Slate, which is the dark colour I mentioned to you earlier. And on the reverse, there's, there's just some literature about why bamboo is a positive fabric to use. We have a Winter Grey. Lovely. And then we have our classic Angel Delight. Beautiful. And then obviously because we recognise that People also want to dress the rooms. It's not just a case of having a duvet and pillowcases. We, um, we also produce reversible coordinating cushions oh, and lovely. bedspreads. In the, in, so all the two cushions we, we have obviously utilise all four fabric colours, so they all coordinate, the same with the throws. But if you can see here, where normally quilted fabrics are filled with polyester fiber yeah ours aren't we fill ours with bamboo fiber oh, amazing. so it's much much better for for the environment and then all those are sold fully filled um i don't know i suppose again it's margin dependent uh, on what price level people are operating at but we produce uh, bamboo eye masks oh gorgeous so for in all four colors so again i do, whether people would ever provide those free of charge, they're, they're, they're inexpensive, they're only £10. Um, but full eye masks in all four colours. Fabulous. See, so, that again is another thing that's going to set you apart. Well, and that's what we try to do. <laughs> you know, that, that, that is what we try to do. But our business is the same as any short-term holiday provider. As an independent, we have to look at ways to be a little bit different and generate points of difference if everybody does the same thing 
then yeah. it doesn't it doesn't allow consumers to see you to see any points of difference so we have to get try and get some competitive advantages which you can achieve mm. as independents that yeah. obviously big slow moving businesses can't move as quickly or respond as quickly where we can yes yeah quite exactly right that's that's a really good point and that sort of harks back to what we were talking about earlier where bigger companies uh, and the governments etc might find it difficult to start moving such a big machine to make these different changes that are going to impact the environment but we as individuals can do it straight away yeah and correct start you know we can start individually today us as individuals really just making decisions daily that are going to make a difference like being more thoughtful like looking after the environment like making choices bamboo bedding that that are going to make a difference straight away even to yeah even even to big issues like homelessness you know there's something we can do locally oh very much so but also we're all just vehicles so I can communicate to you and you can communicate to your uh, short stay providers. They then in turn can communicate to a huge volume of people. Absolutely. So it's, it's an opportunity for us all. So if, if all of those people in that chain make a small change, then it can only benefit the environment for us all. And, you know, I've got children, you've got children, and there has to be a real focus on that. And there is a real focus on that. Yeah. And sadly, I think they're more aware than we are about the changes that are required. Yeah, most definitely. So we've looked at a few of the different products that you provide. I noticed a post quite recently on your Instagram. You also do different elements of interior designers. What other sorts of products do you provide? Are they eco-friendly as well? Where we we can source our own products, then we're, we're in total control. So... All our products are created by us, manufactured by us, and we know they're 100% sustainable. So we have a a physical shop here in Garstang, which is just south of Lancaster, and actually only about five miles from where my great-great-grandfather set up his first weaving mill. Wow. So in the shop, we stock a range of fabrics, um, cushions and throws that believe it or not, have been made from 100% recycled plastic bottles. What? Which, uh, and you feel, and it just feels like fabric. And they are fabric, and they look like fabric, but they're made from 100% recycled plastic bottles. We then, we source a range of ceramics, which are produced by a potter in the Yorkshire Dales, probably about 20 miles from here. We have a range of candles, which are all handmade in Harrogate, which we're not using any synthetic oils. So where possible, we, we source locally and or sustainably. Fantastic. So if you do want to take a look at the photos, the one that I'm talking about, where you can see all the different things that are being produced by Loon Living, you can find them on Instagram uh, and across all social media. And of course, that will be linked up in the show notes as well. So I think we've probably talked around this really, but how important do you think sustainable fabrics and ecologically produced interiors are for the future of the short stay industry? I think as, as I keep referring to this uh, unique selling points and points of difference, if we just look at veganism, for example, there's three and a half million vegans now in the UK, which is a massive number. So there is, and 
if you read the press with regards to Greta Thunberg and reports from the UN on the climate crisis, it is something as consumers we are becoming increasingly aware of, which is, which is great that we're, we're aware of it. But not only are we consumers, but also we are also service providers. So obviously you as Holiday Let Success, you can advise your short stay providers on how to make points of difference. And because sustainability and climate change and the environment is such an important topic, you, you can change the way you operate as businesses. Yeah. That A, is better for the environment, but B, attracts more customers. Which, which, and I know it's not all about margins and finance and money, but we are businesses and we have to survive and we employ people and we're hugely beneficial to the economy. So if by changing things and adapting, and because you are small businesses, we can move quickly and react to the market, if that means you stay in business because yeah, you, you have a higher rate of, of booking because you're having USPs, you get higher repeat business because people have loved sleeping in your bedding or having your vegan breakfast or whatever it may be, that can only be positive in the long term for the environment and the economy. Yeah, absolutely. Really well said. Thank you for giving your idea and an experience to that as well. So let's have a look. What is the future like for Loon Living? Well, I think we're, we're in the fortunate position that as a small business, we can react very quickly. So the, the short stay providing market isn't something I'd really considered on a, on a grand scale. But obviously through Holiday Let's Up Scare, through my contact with you, I recognize the size of, of the industry. And if people, and it doesn't have to be bedding that changes. It, for me, great. But it could be the menu they offer or the temperature they wash. Anything that makes people more aware of their environment is a positive thing for me and my brand. So the short the short term market is definitely going to be a growth area for us. Obviously we do our own thing online to consumers, we exhibit at shows, etc. But if more people, when they make purchasing decisions, consider the environment, that that is a driving force for me. If it's my bedding, that's great, that's wonderful. But if it's not, but if it's not buying plastic bottles well that's great as well yeah um but hope hopefully through loon living that will shift with the groundswell of of movement towards you know climate change and people altering the purchase and decision so yeah i think the future the future is pretty positive actually um, yeah. as a brand and there's very few because of our experience we've created something that very few people have the knowledge to be able to do which also sets us a little bit apart from the mass market 800 thread pound cotton producers, for example. Most definitely. Thank you very much, Simon, for coming to spend some time with us today. It's been a real pleasure to find out more about the bedding, which I've been using now for a few weeks, and I was blown away by it. As I said earlier, I was introduced to it by one of my family members, and it's, I'm very grateful for that. It's absolutely beautiful. So yes, it's a pleasure. I'm glad you like it. It's very important. <laughs> yeah, it is very important. It is. It's absolutely beautiful, and I have got a, a lot of good to say about that. And just the environmental side for me is is huge. So I'm always always looking for ways that 
I can reduce our impact on the environment and just make positive changes. And this is definitely one of those positive changes moving forward and something that we can all do as short stay providers, not just for our individual businesses, not just for our guests, but for the industry as a whole. So thanks once more, Simon, for coming spending some time Thank with you, us today. Elaine. And I will hopefully get to speak to you again very soon. Bye yes, I look forward to that. Thank you. Bye, Elaine. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Holiday Let Success podcast. But remember, it doesn't need to end here. Find us on Facebook at the Holiday Let Success podcast community, where you can join a group of like-minded, proactive holiday homeowners just like you. And don't forget to check out the website, hlspod.com, where you can join the HLS Learning Hub, our free membership site, where you get access to all of the free resources that'll help you towards your holiday-led success. Bye for now.